You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake here hanging out in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Gus Kattengill joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline like he does on every Tuesday morning around 8 o'clock. What up, Gus? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, we're getting into a heated debate. You know, everybody's just handing the key or the, the title to GOAT to Tom Brady. We were asking uh, Mount Rushmore for quarterbacks. Uh, off the top of your head, you got your uh, four greatest quarterbacks of all time, and is Drew Brees sneaking closer to being on that list or on that mountain? You know, the problem with Drew is this, and when, when, if we're going Mount Rushmore, right, we're going like four best. Are we going wins? Are we going athletic ability? Or are we going with, you know, things that that guy did that nobody else did? Does that make sense? Um, so, like, just right off the top of my head, I mean, I got to put a guy like a Favre in there, even though he only won one Super Bowl. I mean, the, the guy played the position, you know, I mean, I've heard of Tarkenton. I've heard of, you know, guys sort of like that, that scrambled, move around, threw it, flung it. Um, maybe one to watch, if that made any sense to you. Like, if the Packers are on TV, I have to watch that game. I don't know what zany, crazy thing he's going to do. He's going to improvise some sort of play that escapes the pocket and, you know, flings it 70 yards on a rope, break a receiver's fingers, or, you know, uh, just drop a dime. Or just, I mean, again, I still remember that Monday night game, you know, after his dad passes away. He just played out of his mind. I mean, that, that's what I'm getting at. So I'd say him, too. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a quarterback sort of like a Marino with the release and the bombs away sort of thing. Elway kind of encompassed, you know, the, the comeback mentality that Montana sort of had, but had the athleticism to scramble and move and also had a rocket arm as well. Montana just made it look smooth. You know, I just, I think of him, I think of just making it look smooth. The thing that's interesting with Brady is I don't know if it's the winning it could be that Austin Martin has his own car. It could be that he did marry a Victoria's Secret angel and that he has everything. Um, but I don't understand. I talked about this last week on our show. I don't understand the hatred for him or the dislike or the quick to dismiss him because of Belichick. First off, name me Hall of Fame receivers and running backs or tight ends. Yeah. I mean, name me. You know, I mean, you could name me some. I mean, yeah. Moss, well, but he was there two years. Right? I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, all the other quarterbacks I just named had to. Favre didn't. Favre didn't either. He didn't have a, a ton of Hall of Fame talent around him. Again, that's why he was special. Now, Montana had a ton, but still, he was the first, really, with that sort of offense to make it look like they didn't. He also, which to my point is, did a couple of comebacks. That's what he was known for. That's the thing that I don't understand. One of the things that I think we love about our quarterbacks and, and call clutch, Aaron, is the ability to come back in the game or if there's a minute, under a minute left, to do the impossible, to drive the length of the field, no timeouts, make the right read, make the right throws, and go get that field goal. If they need a touchdown, and go get the touchdown. That's what separates Montana. He didn't have any of that athletic ability, some of the quarterbacks I just mentioned, and there were some before him that were even better. But he made it look smooth. He just... You knew if there was 30 seconds on the clock, the opposing team defenses, if you watch any documentaries or talk to players that played against him. I remember talking to Ricky Jackson, who's in the Saints Hall of Fame and Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's like, dude, 
until that clock hits zero, Montana can beat you. I mean, it just it, it puts pressure on you as a defender. But let's think of this. I mean, other than Tom Brady, you know, maybe what one or two Super Bowls that didn't have comebacks. I mean, everything else have been comebacks. I mean, that's what's crazy. I don't understand the hate for this guy from last year to a couple years ago to the Seahawks one. I mean, he was 12 for 12 in the fourth quarter in that Seahawks play. I don't remember the Malcolm Butler pick, but he had to come back in that game. You know, the one that started it all against the greatest show on turf, the Rams here in the Superdome, he had to come back in that one. So this guy's done 54 comebacks. 11 or 12 in the postseason, that's, that's unbelievable in today's age where the players are faster, the players are stronger, and, they, I mean, at this age and at this time, everyone knows what you're doing. And, again, I, I mean, Amandola and those guys, I mean, those, those are the guys that are beating you. You know what I'm saying? So there's just something about him, man, and I, I get it. Like, I fought it for a while because I'm a Joe Montana guy. You know, I fought it for a while. I'm a Joe Montana guy, but – you have to put Brady in there. I think you have to put Montana in there. And then we can battle it out with the next three, I think. Uh, I mean, I like Favre, Elway, Marino. You know, I, I wouldn't be upset if you put two of, the, of those final three. Uh, a lot of love for uh, Drew Brees up here. Shane C's got, says you got to have Brees on there for what he's done. New Orleans has been amazing. No, I hear uh, you, I but they, are you looking yeah. at it from an emotional standpoint or something like that? Because here, here's what I'm getting at. Somebody – with his tech, like the numbers and all that, absolutely speak for themselves. He's a pro football hall of famer. There's no doubt about it. But numbers alone, does that eclipse some of these other quarterbacks? You understand? I'm getting like if he had, and and here's the interesting aspect of it. Um, I remember the the week after the Saints lost, several national talk show hosts were talking about how you know here's a rookie that makes one play or fails to make a play and possibly hurts how Drew Brees is viewed. Am I having a different discussion with you guys if he wins two Super Bowls or three Super Bowls? Probably. Yeah. Right? But that's what I'm getting at. It's like, what is he doing better than anyone else or greater than anyone else? No one else could or have done. In, in the passing era of the NFL where everyone throws the ball and a lot of people have a lot of yards. Because remember, again, here's the other element of it. Of the five times or so that he's passed for 5,000 yards, only twice did he go to the postseason. You see what I'm getting at now? You do five years of 5,000 yards, and every year they're in the NFC Championship game or they're in the playoffs, again, it adds a little bit more to it. But he has thrown for 5,000 yards and watched the playoffs. Gus hmm. Cattengill from ESPN 100.3 joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline for his weekly visit. All right, Gus, I know uh, Mickey Loomis spoke to the media last week at the Senior Bowl. I did not torture myself and listen to the interview. Did I miss anything from the general manager? No, I, I actually thought he, he did what he should have done, when, what his coach should have done, which, again, it, it wasn't no controversy. I just I didn't understand, uh, you know, not right now. It's not the time. He didn't want to talk about it, but he talks for a minute and a half on Justin Hardy. I just, you know, do what Mickey Loomis said. Of course he's a quarterback. We, we're going to get this done. We love him. He loves us. He said he wants to be here. We'll make it work. You know, there's mm. no timetable, but we got to get it done before March 14th. As soon as we have some time, we'll sit down and we'll knock it out. I mean, that's what you say. Doom, next question. Then you can ask me about Justin Hardy, you know? But when you go, nope, nope, and in a follow-up, you go, not right now. Did you hear me? I said, not right now. Well, what is it, bud? Because we don't talk to you again until the owner's meeting's in February, you know? So um, I just didn't understand that. Like, this is Drew. And, and Mickey, finally, finally, and, 
in all of the negotiations that he's had with Drew Brees, finally talk like it was Drew Brees, like he is different, you know, to the point that you guys just had. He is unique and special and obviously will go down as the greatest athlete around here. I mean, honestly. And, you know, like, that's what you want to hear. You, you want to hear, he's not going anywhere. He's our quarterback. You know, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll sit down and, you know, we'll hash it out. But, no, he's our quarterback. I mean, that's, I, I love that he said that. Um, I also thought it was interesting that he said um, kind of how I feel. The, the Saints really don't have a, a pressing need per se. What I mean by that is, like last year, right, you went into that draft, you said, my goodness, do they need, I mean, just defense. I don't care what position, pick a position, they need defense, right? This year, you've got some good foundational pieces. And it's funny how the Pro Bowl kind of shed that light on you. I mean, if you take a look at when Mark Ingram stole the Instagram account from the Saints or hijacked it, like he called it, what was cool was seeing Drew Brees almost in the background. Hmm. It's weird because... They're transitioning. This franchise is transitioning. It's, it's still Drew Brees. It's still Drew Brees. He's still the face. He's still the franchise player. But it's transitioning. The Saints are going to be known in the future not for him. And I get that, you know, father time, him playing, et cetera. But what I'm talking about is, it, you know, next year, you know, when they, they open up the season and, you know, it's the first game of the year, it's Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore take on. You get what I'm getting at? Michael Thomas and Kamara fought, you know, take on the Bears defense or whatever. They, they're other names now. They're legitimately other star names. Not, you know, to us, it was Colston and Thomas and Sowen and DeVille, Vilma. I'm talking about national stars, promos, right? Cam Jordan and the Saints, you know, look to stop. Matt Ryan, you get what I'm getting at? It's different. Yeah. Whereas before, it was Drew Brees and the Saints. And it was interesting watching those Instagram videos where Ingram took us on the field, that practice in the running back room, whatever. They genuinely all like one another. And other than Ingram, everyone you know, was a rookie in, in Jordan. So it's just interesting because occasionally you see Brees in the background and he'd hop in the picture and he'd go away. And it's, it's crazy because I, as a fan – you know, you'd get nervous some nights, right? You'd wake up in cold sweats. Oh, my gosh, what is this franchise going to be with if he leaves or if he gets hurt and he doesn't play anymore? And I think you could be comfortable with it, right? I think you could be absolutely comfortable with the foundational pieces this team has moving forward. And that's why Sean Payne was all smiles last week at the Pro Bowl. He's got, you know, a stud receiver, a stud back. He's got young offensive lines. He's got a really good tackle in Ramchek. He's got some nice defensive pieces, and they're going to build on that here as well. He's got some young, young players that can potentially be stars of the league. And when you have stars of the league, you can be in the playoffs every year. All right, Gus, does the GOAT, does Brady get another ring? Your prediction. You know, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people kind of think it is. First off, all the Super Bowls have been with, with the Patriots, really, when you think about it. And again, that's so why I just said he's had to come back in some. I think a lot of people shortchange Peterson and the job that he's done, and I think we've talked about this on several Tuesdays, right, Aaron? I said if, if Wentz was healthy, would anybody even consider anybody that you had a shot in the NFC? No, you wouldn't because they were that good. They were the number one team all year in the NFC, um, which is why I said I, I liked them because that must mean the rest of the team is pretty good. They had a great game plan against Minnesota. Yeah, two weeks, and I get it. It's almost the Saban rule. Well, Belichick two weeks against Nick Foles. I get it. Peterson knows that too, though. Here's the, here's the one element that's interesting and different 
for most teams that face Belichick. Bill will take away your best option. Aaron, what's the what's the Eagles' best option? Run. Maybe. Defense. Right. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, who is it? Is it Ajayi? Is, is it the other backs? Is, who's the top receiver? Is it the Not tight end? You see what I'm, right, but that's what I'm getting at, right? I mean, like the Saints, it's, it's, we're going to stop Thomas. We'll take him away. Well, maybe Kamara like the Panthers did. What exactly are the – well, the Patriots are going to try to. I guess, yes, you make Foles try to beat you with the pass, right? Take away the run. So, if you remember, you looked at that Minnesota game, uh, the, the league's number one defense, what, what did Philly do? They rolled them out the pocket. They constantly moved the pocket. Nick was never stationary. He was moving around. It's what the Vikings did to the Saints in the first half, which is why you know their quarterback did so well in the second half. When he got hit and pressured, they kept him in the pocket. That was their mistake. So, and remember, this isn't the Vikings' defense. The Patriots' defense can be scored on. They got, you know, they got scored on by, um, by Jacksonville. It, it wasn't just with Bortles, but just I, I get it. They had the running game with Fournette and all of that. So, all season long, the Patriots' defense has given up points. So, I, I'm interested why Pat Patricia is like this head coaching candidate. I mean. The defense didn't exactly stop a lot of people. So I think it's going to be closer to when people think. I still think, yeah, obviously at the end of the day, one guy's done it, the other hasn't. But it would not surprise me at all if the Eagles win, man. They have been the top team in the NFC. The Patriots have been the top team in the AFC. I think this goes down to the wire in the fourth quarter again. Gus, how can listeners hear from you uh, later in the day down in the Big Easy? Last week, one to three, starting on Monday, back to twelve to three. So three full nice. hours. You can listen to us, tune in radio. Uh, it's absolutely free. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio Nola or myself, GKATT underscore one seven. We always love the the interaction with you guys. You can do that without even listening all the way up uh, where you guys are. So please do that. Thank you, guys. Have a great sure, Super man. Bowl weekend, bud. You too, nice man. Bye. From uh, ESPN one hundred point. I go back to the fact, too, and you know, we haven't talked extensively about it, just New England's path to the Super Bowl. Pretty weak. <laughs> they had to beat the, the mighty Titans, though, Aaron. I know. You forget about that. Mariota's out here completing passes to him, so they overcame that. I know. And the mighty Jags. Jags had a good defense, though. You know, say what you want about the Blake Bortles and all that, but Jags' defense wasn't. Wasn't easy to come back again. All right, we got a lot of work to do here. We got a number of texts to get into, and also to dive back into the four downs. We were discussing in the second so down. Many texts too. Second down, we were discussing. We were discussing the biggest fail, yeah. and whether that was the Golden State Warriors blowing a three-one lead, yeah. Atlanta blowing a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl last year, or the two thousand four Yankees blowing a three-zero series lead against the Boston Red Sox. 888-993-7762 plus third and fourth down questions coming up after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust. Loyalty, you'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing The King of the Road, the King of the Road, Car King. 
If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Fellas, Valentine's Day is upon us. I have a wife of 17 years. I have to think outside or maybe inside the box. Join me, will you? A gift from Sherry's Berries is the perfect way to make a big impression this Valentine's Day, and I'm thinking inside the box. Your berries will arrive in Sherry's Berries signature gift box with a beautiful ribbon. There's no gift wrap required. My listeners can send Sherry's Berries or any of their decadent gourmet gifts to their Valentine and save 20% off on gifts of over $29 just using the promo code Doug. Who doesn't love Sherry's Berries? Juicy strawberries dipped in milk, dark, white chocolatey goodness, topped with rich chocolate chips, chopped nuts, and signature swizzles. Choose the delivery date, and it is guaranteed. There's only one way to get 20% off of unforgettable gifts of over $29 from Sherry's Berries. Visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, and enter the promo code Doug for 20% off. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, since we uh, fully vetted that first down question, we can move on to second down, right? Well, we, <laughs> we do have a lot of texts about first down still. First down, uh, who you put on the, your Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterback? Emmett says Bart, Breeze, Brett, and Brady on the big boulder. Oh, nice. Larry and Monroe says if you're going to make a Mount Rushmore quarterback, you can't just limit it to four because it's just too many. But sorry, guys, I should have added Brady and Peyton Manning. Maybe build a great wall or add, or hall to add a quarterback every year. If that was the case, uh, RG3, what, after his rookie year, you would have had him on there. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this might be my favorite text of the day. Ooh. Richie says, the GOAT foe Mount Rushmore. Paul Crew, oh, yeah. Stephen Willie Beeman, yeah. Shane Falco, <laughs> and Jonathan Mox Moxon. And he went as far to give uh, the teams they played for. Uh, that, that is research That right is research, there. yes. Yeah. All right, and then we still got some people sour about Breeze not being on there. And Marcus says, but without those 5,000-yard seasons, those Saints teams wouldn't have been in the conversation those years. Yeah. All right, uh, we talked about uh, choke jobs, uh, the three options you had. <laughs> three options you had were the Golden State Warriors, uh, 3-1, blowing the 3-1 lead. The Falcons last year in the Super Bowl, 28-3 lead. They lost to the GOAT, Brady, and the Patriots. Or the Yankees leading 3-0 in the ALCS against the Boston Red Sox in 2004. Uh, I thought this was probably the easiest of the four questions I just go with. Well, maybe not. It's not. Dude, I think the Yankees yeah. Yankees blowing that was historic, first of all. And I know you can pretty much say the same about the others. But it was historic. It was the fact that it was a rivalry, one of the biggest rivalries in sports. I, I, I go with the Red Sox over the Yankees. Tommy says, greatest choke job, easy. When uh, Morris Buttermaker led the Bad News Bears, defeated the arrogant Yankees in the 1975 Little League City Championships. Now, that was a classic. Yes, no doubt. Thanks for the history lesson. Thanks, Tommy. All right. uh, Should we go to third down? Yeah, let's go. Third down. Keep playing in, though, 888 right, here's a tough one for you. It might not be tough for you. 
pitch the audience a reason to root for either Super Bowl team. I know where you're going, Mr. Homer. Well, just because of a historical purposes, too, you could go the route of the Patriots. Then I started thinking, well, could you make the argument good versus evil? But then are you really going to say Philadelphia Eagles are the good exactly. with, the, with, the, with exactly. their Eagles do on a weekly, daily basis? Those That fan base? Yeah. And, and, and if you – I thought you were going to go the, the Peterson. Well, route. yeah, I mean, you could definitely – we've gone that route for now right. two of weeks. Co- so. Of course you want to root for him, but it, this is a fan base that – I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. If Peterson has a bad year next year, they're going to turn on him like that. I mean, here's, here's what I say. Root for the Patriots. Root for the Patriots. Root for greatness. Build up the Patriots to fall against a more likable franchise. We all love Doug Peterson. We're rooting for him. But I can't root for that fan base. I'm sorry. The best storyline be entering the fourth quarter, and you have uh, you know the Patriots trailing by seven to ten points, and of course uh, Tom Brady with the ball in his hands. Yes, that would be compel as compelling as, as anything we've ever seen on television. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, you plus, never gave me an answer. Well, well, it's just the Super Bowl. You're going to watch no matter what. Perhaps you're just going to watch because of the halftime show or the commercial. Watch, but it's always. Yeah. Wonder when you have a, a rooted interest, right? This is the thing. It's an easy game to watch. It could have been a completely different story if Jacksonville <laughs> was in this matchup. We would have had a heck of a time oh, selling man. this matchup. Yes, we it would have. have been all about Leonard Fournette, and yes, he's going to play in this postseason game. Stop. Yeah. Not, and by the way, Arden Key is participating hey, okay. in a, uh, a football challenge this week in Dallas. You go, Key. He must be healthy. He now. must be healthy, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Get your barbs He's in. He's ready to roll. Go ahead. Yeah. That's that's good. Danny Etling also participated. All in right. That Why did this turn no, into? No, I just said it. Okay. This is knowledge. Got to throw it out there. Okay. Thank you for that. We all appreciate that. Yeah. Fourth down. Fourth down. You, you, are you agreeing with me on the Patriots? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. kind of didn't give an answer yeah. there. Fourth down. Greatest Super Bowl commercial ever. All right. This is pretty easy. Do you want to go with some uh, nominees first? Sure. I've got it down to two. Okay. Uh, where's the beef? You remember those? Yes. Yeah. I know that's way before you. I know. You, I've you seen, seen it on I've a VHS it. tape or something. It. I've seen it. On YouTube? Where's the beef? That was good. Yeah. That was classic. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Budweiser? 99. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Uh, Betty White getting uh, just trucked. Remember? Snickers. Yeah. Getting hammered. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, you get, get an elderly lady getting knocked down. We get a good chuckle out of it. Not too bad. Uh, how about Bird and Jordan playing horse? Okay, that's a nominee for you. Yeah. That's in my final two. Yeah. That's I mean, in my and, final and then two. they're playing for what a big McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's that's good though. Yeah. That's that's two sports icons, two yeah. of the greatest basketball players ever. And the way it was shot oh, and it was done, awesome. it was it was extraordinary. It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's in my final two. So uh, that's a nominee for you. Yeah, uh, that was basically it. And then I got my one. Oh, I know. You were going to yeah. agree on the one then. It's got to be Mean Joe. It's got to be Mean Joe with the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Um, the kid. Throwing the jersey. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's hard to beat that. But I have that in the McDonald's. Uh, Burden and Jordan as the two most iconic. I can't really pick between them. I, I might would go with Mean Joe just because – it's lasted that many years. But the you McDonald's seen the outtakes fun. from that? Uh, I guess not. Me and Joe with just no. the number of cokes that he had to, uh, the number of takes they had to do, and how you know he started having a little gas issue, belching. Pretty good. 
And they'll show a number of them this week. I think there's actually a show tonight. Best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Oh, really? Cool. Well, let's check that out. So, I got, we got a few more texts here. Everyone loves the Atlanta choke uh, job. Choke job. Warriors lost Bogut to injury. Green missed the game, and Curry wasn't healthy. They didn't belong on the list. Before Bogut got hurt, they were up 3-1. Atlanta is the greatest choke job ever. I love Tom Brady, but even people on the sideline were saying, well, Atlanta's going to run it and kick field goal. But no, Dan Quinn has Ryan dropping back. Total epic choke. Mm. Uh, Russell weighs in. He did this early. I haven't had a chance to pull it up on this uh, computer that works so well. He says, watch Bud Light Farting Horse. It was banned commercials on YouTube. He says it's must-see TV. I need to look Best commercial ever. Unfortunately, it was banned. <laughs> I get a horse farting. I think that is. Another good one that I enjoyed was the kid wearing the Darth Vader mask using the Force. That was a good one. That, that was that was more recent. Uh, Dwayne, we asked for the uh, Mar- Mount Rushmore quarterbacks, and several weighed in with the not Mount Rushmore. Uh, Dwayne says Leaf, Cutler, Russell, and Manziel. Cutler, huh? Manziel's making that comeback. I don't know if y'all heard or not, but it's comeback season. Future XFL Hall of Famer, Johnny Manziel. Russell says I don't care what you say. That commercial sent was hilarious. Check it out. There is the four, uh, four downs on this uh, Tuesday morning. You can continue to weigh in, 888-993-7762. What are we doing on uh, this ranking thing on Thursday? This ranking thing. <laughs> Say the segment. What's its name? Come on. Give it to me. Uh, top 10 Thursday. Oh, there it is. Yeah, this ranking thing. That has a better ring to it, doesn't it? This ranking thing. <laughs> so this ranking thing will have y'all voted it. it Y'all, y'all wanted the top ten Super Bowl plays of all time? Yeah. We'll give it to you Thursday. All right. Neil weighs in a Doritos Time Machine produced by a guy from Rustin. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. That one, of course, was the kid that he had the box in the front yard. And the guy goes in there and hands over his Doritos. And the kid's just kicking the box. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Are we right with the uh, Mean Joe Green Coca-Cola commercial is the best of all time? Yes. Tabes, we haven't heard from you this morning. How you doing, bud? Uh, have you said, well, I'm sure a lot of things we said today you disagree with. What stands out the most? Uh, I, I think the commercial, how can you not mention the Budweiser Frogs? Oh, yeah. Uh, we did forget yes. that. Yes. What, what about the Mount Rushmore, Tabes? I'm actually on? right on the money with, with both of you, with Brady, Montana, um, Manning. Manning, and Elway. People forget how good Elway was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You're right. And he's one of those guys that had to get that world championship. And yeah, of course, that changed his it. argument and put him into a whole other level. Yeah, and I, I hear you, people from Marino, but I, I just I think you have to have at least one. Just one. And I don't think, you know, you have to have as many as Brady has, but uh, at least just one. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, talk a little uh, college hoops. Eric Conkle joins us for his weekly visit after the break on the morning drive. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. 
king of the road, the king of the roads are king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camp, bike, paddle, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities. Whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management, Legacy covers it all. Assuming locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bastrop, Farmerville, Bernice, Minden, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980. We always love catching up with Eric Conkle, Louisiana Tech's head coach, on Tuesday mornings around 8.30. Coach, how you doing this morning, bud? Doing great. How about you guys over there? Good. Before we get to some college hoops, and I like this opportunity to kind of go a little off script with you, we were trying to do the Mount Rushmore of uh, NFL quarterbacks with what Tom Brady has done, as the, we, we think is the greatest of all time. You being a Wisconsin guy, I guess you would put Brett Favre on that list of uh, top four quarterbacks of all time, or I put mouth, words in your mouth. No, I, I think I think that's fair to say. You know, uh, Packer fans have been spoiled with uh, him, and of course Aaron Rodgers after that. But I think I think Brett Favre's got to be he's got to be right up there. All right, Coach, uh, coming off a huge win this weekend versus Southern Miss. You guys literally could not miss there in the first half, uh, shooting 70%. I guess you take a lot of credit for as well as uh, the dog shot on Saturday in the first half. Well, I, I take very little credit to that. I, I think our guys were really dialed in. They had a great week of practice. Um, they were excited to play. I thought our fans were electric. And, uh, you know, we came off and got off to a great start. Um, you know, defensively, you know, people – Look at, uh, we made 11 three-point shots in the first half, but I, I thought we were really locked in defensively because Southern Miss has got a uh, terrific lineup. They score the ball, and, um, you know, our guys were motivated to get off to a really good start, and they did. As a coach, when you're in a run like that and you're shooting that well in the first half, when Southern Miss is calling a timeout and your team's coming to the huddle, what do you tell your guys? I just tell them to keep doing what they're doing. You know, I, I try to stay out of their way um, because they, they were in such a good flow. And the, guy, the guys that started the game, the guys that came off the bench, 
um, the different types of lineups we're putting together, the, the guys are just in a really good rhythm. It, it's one of those situations where you wish halftime was just another media timeout and you could keep playing. And then, of course, you're looking for a scoring punch out of uh, Jacoby Boykins and what he's done in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, and he had a, another big performance there in the first half. What, knocking down uh, six three-pointers in the first half. How nice was it to see him continue to score like he is doing? Oh, it's fantastic. You know, and, and it's what you, you expect, that type of leadership and, and that type of production from your senior. And um, just as the season's gone on, he's just continued to elevate his game. He's playing at a high level, and um, and he's leading, you know, with his example of toughness and competitiveness and preparation each day. And, um, you know, we're excited to, to take that on the road this week and, and just try to keep it going. Coach, you're up uh, 57 to 27 at the half. What's the message to the team? Is it similar to what you told them in the huddle in the first half? Well, you know, you come in with a lot of excitement. Guys are feeling good, and it's you want to keep those feelings going. But at the same time, you want to make sure that that in this 15-minute halftime that uh, complacency doesn't set in, uh, that there's no thought that the game is over because Southern Miss is a really good team. Uh, they've got a lot of scoring punch. And, um, you know, you try to combat human nature of relaxing. And, unfortunately, we relaxed a little bit coming out of the half. We gave up seven straight points. But once that happened, it kind of – kind of hit us in the face a little bit and we were able to respond and, and, and play a strong rest of the second half coach you look of course uh, injuries have been played a big part in your season you have to play different rotations how challenging has that been and then on the flip side is it also given some other guys an opportunity of course you can challenge them in practice that they're going to get some playing time and it's up to them to step up and deliver yeah, I think both are exactly right, Aaron. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's disappointing for guys that are hurt. You know, it's uh, unfortunately that's a part of the game, and you've got to be able to respond. You got to be able to have a next man up mentality. Um, guys have to be versatile in in their role, in their position, uh, in who they defend. All those those types of things. Um, but again, like you said, the positive part of it is. Guys get the, a chance to step up. Guys get a chance for an opportunity in, to experience uh, an elevated role or, or be put in charge of a different type of task. And we've had several guys step up in that role. Uh, many of them are freshmen and sophomores. Um, but the experience that they're gaining, you can see their confidence growing, and, uh, and that's, that's really nice to see. We're looking forward to the Tuesday morning when we don't have to talk about injuries or bring up the status of White or Bracey. Uh, how are they doing, and what are you anticipating from them this week as you go on the road? Well, we're still evaluating it. Um, you know, Bracey practiced some yesterday, and uh, we had uh, wasn't our, our full, full typical practice, uh, game prep practice that we'll have today. But, um, you know, he participated in that for the first time in a long time, and so we'll just evaluate how he's feeling today. Um, you know, White, White is still out and remains to be evaluated and um, just get some different feedback from um, you know some of our medical staff, but um, you know we're we're always pushing forward, and, and those guys are doing their very very best to uh, put themselves in their best position possible. But um, you know we're we're looking forward to the we too are looking forward to the Tuesday where we can talk about a full roster. After uh, what starting a conference play in one and five, you guys have scratched and clawed your way back to four and five. Big week now as you go on the road and square off against a Florida International and Florida Atlantic. Uh, what kind of challenge will this be for you guys against the Owls and the Panthers? 
Well, we've got to be able to go on the road and play well. And to do that, we've got to be able to, to travel with our defense. We've defended better these last three games, and that's resulted in, in three wins. And, and we've, got to, um, we've got to continue that, and we've got to do that in somebody else's building. But, um, you know, FAU, we play on Thursday. They're, they've got an experienced group. They've got fourth and fifth-year seniors. Uh, they're very, very big um, at every position. And we've got to we've got to bring a level of toughness and competitiveness to compete on the backboards and and uh, take care of the basketball and get a good shot each time. But you know, going on the road is a challenge, and we've got to be able to uh, accept that challenge, and, and we've got to be able to play very very well. And coach, this was that stretch of games when we talked about the fact that you'd be at home. This is that uh, road trip kind of sandwiched in between uh, those home games after you return from Florida, then uh, four at home inside the friendly confines. So. Big road trip, big opportunity for you guys to even make more headway in Conference USA play. Oh, no question. This is this is an opportunity for us. You know, um, you know, we're at the midway point of conference play. We finished nine games. We've got nine more to go. And um, you know, starting off on the road here, we just got to be able to take a step forward. We're, we feel like we're playing our best basketball. Um, we feel like we've taken a step forward. And now it's a great chance to, to challenge ourselves here on the road against a team that's playing well in FAU is one four out of six. So, um, but we'd have it no other way. Uh, Conference USA is is really strong, and uh, we're going to play a great team night in and night out. Coach Conkle, as always, we appreciate the time, bud. Good luck on the road against uh, Florida Atlantic and Florida International. Thank you, I appreciate it. You bet. Eric Conkle, Louisiana Tech's head coach, joining us for his weekly segment. So, uh, Pro Football Focus, not to completely change the subject on you, but uh, Pro Football Focus released uh, the highest adjusted completion completion percentage in a Super Bowl game since 2006. And adjusted completion percentage accounts for drops, throwaways, spikes, batted passes, and uh, when the QB is hit as he throws to give a clear measure of the quarterback's accuracy. Drew Brees. 89.5%. 89.5%. He leads all. Ben Roethlisberger second with 85.7. And Tom Brady's tied for second with 85.7. thought that was interesting, the fact that uh, Pro Football Focus continues to do these um, next-generation stats, and Drew, it just makes Drew Brees performances look that more impressive. I was trying to watch the skills challenge. I don't even know if Brees participated in the quarterback or, you know, the moving target thing. I was, mm. I always think that's pretty cool. Right. Just the throws that he made. Anybody out there that uh, watched it, uh, we'd certainly like to find out how Brees fared in that. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to always cover the, the Manning Passing Academy. Yeah. At they do those little drills Nichols and those State. competitions. Well, they the get counselors. in a golf cart yeah. and uh, somebody drives a golf cart and you try to hit the golf cart down the field and, uh, those are always fun. The, the college quarterbacks participate in that. Yeah. They try to hit the yeah. part with big old target. Yeah. On. And then Eli and Peyton step up and just say, well, this is how it's done, kids. Well, they don't really participate in that. They throw before that. Like, yeah. they, they throw routes. And usually they'll bring, like, one or two um, pl- teammates to come catch balls for them. But, and then most of it's uh, college receivers hmm. and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty fun. Hmm. Uh, we'll revisit the uh, four-down question here after the break. Plus, our parting shots. Hit us up. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust. 
Tilly in Bossier City. You have got to see our huge inventory of single wise starting at $26,995. That includes delivery, setup, and central air up to 150 miles. Help us celebrate 40 years in business. That's at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City and Shreveport. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. Michael Westbrook was a gifted wide receiver for the Washington Redskins and Cincinnati Bengals during an eight-year NFL career. He had succeeded at every level of football. Then at a relatively young age of 30, he retired and became active in mixed martial arts. Why? Because apparently he never even liked football but felt he needed to play because it was expected of him. Many of us have experienced the expectations of others, but God made you the unique person you are. If your dreams develop in the process of seeking God's will and fit within his purposes, follow them. He wouldn't have given them to you if they were not important. Tony Dungy, author of the popular Uncommon book series. Discover more at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine and not quite as warm today with a high of 52 degrees. Clear skies, cold temperatures on tonight, a low 35. Sunny sky for warmer temperatures in the forecast for tomorrow and a high of 66 degrees. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. All right, before we get to uh, parting shots, just a couple of headlines you may have missed. Uh, ULM recruiting class continues to get stronger. It does feature some local flavor to it. Uh, John Bolding, uh, the big old offensive lineman from Oak Grove, he verbally committed and made the announcement on Twitter yesterday. Colorado State and uh, the likes of Tulane on him early on, but ultimately he has decided to stay close at to home. Eric London, the numbers that he put up last year for Caldwell, the Spartans' uh, outstanding running back is uh, committed to Henderson State. Down at uh, Hammond, southeastern Louisiana, a press conference later today, I believe at 1 o'clock, Frank Selfo will be named the new head coach down there. Also, just on Twitter, and we've heard these rumblings now for, what, a month, six weeks now. Uh, this is how we get news from a lot of high school and college kids. Some news that's official now from the high school ranks, Jake. Yeah, um, like I said, we, we, we've we heard this for a while, but Chandler Moncrief, the, the former Sterlington Panther standout, is now at West Monroe. He tweeted something out this morning saying new beginnings with West Monroe in the background. So that's a pretty big move in the high All school All-state uh, defensive lineman for the Panthers. Yeah, expected. I've, I've heard uh, rumblings that he'll play linebacker at West Monroe, so we'll see. Uh, big news down in Baton Rouge is the Tigers try to rebound from that uh, big loss to Auburn. They'll do it without a, a couple of players for the Tennessee game. Yeah, so Will Wade dismissed both Mayan Kerr and Galen Alexander and suspended Brandon Rochelle and Wade Sims 
for the game against Tennessee Wednesday, which means that they will have seven scholarship players available for the ranked, I think number 19 last I saw, Tennessee Volunteers Mm. um, tomorrow night in Nashville. So, yeah, that's going to be – Knoxville, I should say. That's going to be tough to to win against a ranked team with only seven scholarship uh, players available. But I think it's it's a necessary evil. I think you have to – um, show the team that you know they're going to be held accountable for their actions, and might as well do that in year one. You know, and yeah, you might suffer uh, some losses because of it, uh, or some embarrassing losses because of it. But I think it's it's needed. Uh, Wade said these were separate incidents; uh, they were not all uh, tied to one case. Yeah. Uh, you do have four players, one off the team. What was it, Alexander off the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, one done for the season. I don't know what the difference is. Well, I guess one, he could probably come back. To come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, the two others suspended for uh, one game, Sims and Rochelle. Biggest blow of those four? The biggest blow of those four, I would say Wade Sims, uh. no doubt. Uh, Rochelle's had a good year, too. Mm. But I would say not having Sims available, it hurts. Yeah, not no disrespect to Rochelle. Whenever we saw him play with Natchez Central, I mean, there would be games when he'd, disapp- he'd disappear and I'd well, be like, uh, it's some, who, who's the best player on the court? And at times you're like, well, he didn't he's exactly not, stand not a out. Great shooter. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, he he's a good defender and and he attacks the basket well, um, but he's just not a, he's not even a good free throw shooter. Uh, I think that hurts him. But oh. if he develops that, he'll be much better. Four down question today, and hey man, fantastic job with the uh, text today. Uh, tremendous feedback. Uh, the first question was uh, the Mount Rushmore, the four quarterbacks do you put on the mountain? Uh, we went with. Uh, Brady, Montana, Manning, and Elway. I can't believe we agreed. Yeah. Uh, texts keep coming in. Got somebody else uh, weighing in. Montana, Bradshaw, Peyton, Manning. And the first vote for Warren Moon. I like it. I like it. Now, how can you say you like Warren Moon? No, when you I talk mean, about it all no, comes no, no, down no. to championships. I mean, I like that he's getting recognition. I'm not saying he deserves to, yeah. to be on there. but And uh, statistically, what he did, not only in the National Football League, but the Canadian Football League, yeah, and Doug Flutie, let's throw Doug in there. Yeah, yeah, why not? Hey, so <clears throat> when we talked to Gus about this, he was yeah. talking about Brett Favre and how he brought an emphasis of I have to watch that guy play, right? Uh, he brought that to the game. <laughs> You're going to laugh. What about Mike Vick? Just being talked about in, in that sense, I mean, he helped revolutionize the quarterback position. So no. if you're flipping through and you have a, the NFL ticket and you had a number of games, that is certainly one of the games that you would Vic, stop on. Absolutely. Yeah. You and had to prime. watch Vic play. Yeah. Yes. With the Falcons. Yes. 100%. He was so fun to watch. But, I mean, we're not talking. I know. We're, he's not on the Mount Rushmore. I'm just saying. 100 quarterbacks of all time. No. no. But I'm just saying, when you talk about, uh, you know, watching, you know, entertainment value, I think Vic ranks up there with anybody. From left field. <laughs> yeah, that was from left field. But, you know, it, it, just talk about mobility, it, you know, bring that into the conversation. I mean, Steve Young. Yeah. Steve Young deserves some, some votes. For uh, second down question. We've got a number of people weighed in on this. Uh, I would say the ultimate winner, well, the loser in this case, uh, the Falcons, what took place at the choke job. Yeah. Yeah, that was – People feel like that was the biggest uh, choke or biggest blunder uh, among the three um, scenarios we brought up, which I thought were historic. The the 3-1 Golden State Warriors lead that they blew against the Cavaliers a couple years ago. The uh, 
Yankees blowing a 3-0 lead against the Boston Celtics. But everyone, or not everyone, but most people agree that the Atlanta Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead against the New England Patriots last year is the biggest choke job. I don't know if you read this or not. I probably wasn't paying attention. Probably Tony not. said Atlanta is the greatest choke job ever. I love Tom Brady, but even people on the sideline were saying, uh, well, Atlanta's going to run it and kick a field goal. Uh, but no, Dan Quinn has uh, Ryan dropping back total epic, epic choke. Yep, I read that, but that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, well, I spent uh, yesterday in the sports office – uh, we're, we're moving things around in the Canary Studios as we get the renovations continue. So literally, I was moving uh, furniture and tapes that probably hadn't been displaced in a decade. Can you imagine the se- the, the dust that I kicked up during that? Aaron, I so I, my my brain is not all there. Well, I'm lucky to be here today. You are lucky to be here. Yes. Let's just say that. And also. Um, I, I saw a few pictures of the teller that you were putting on social Ooh, media. Don't reveal his identity. <laughs> yes. What a guy. Uh, those are our first two downs. Uh, third down, we just went on the biggest sales job that you could give for this Super Bowl. Who do you root the for? The one strongest argument that you get. And we decided you root for the Patriots. You root for greatness. You root for them to further continue their, their legacy. So a more likable franchise can be thrown them in the Super yeah. Bowl. And I always just – I don't have to have a dog in the fight to watch a major sporting event or no. let alone any sporting event. I just like the drama. But I do want a good storyline. I think we got them in this game. I think so too. And then finally, uh, just the best Super Bowl commercial of all time. And I think we also agreed this is horrible. Of the two or four questions we agreed, we liked the uh, Coca-Cola, the classic. Me, and Joe. Green. Yeah, I, I put the McDonald's, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan commercial right behind it, though. Yeah. It's right there. And that brings us to our party shots. Hello, friends. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Uh, I took my opponent lightly. What is it? I mean, take a look at him. Um, the last time anybody with highlights ever hit a golf ball was what guy ferrari on one of those Edom shows shamalama ding dong and they're like where would one come up with something that stupid i play poorly i have no excuses for that he played poorly too but that's his that's his game second place goes to it was embarrassment to, to my family lineage and i vow to avenge myself this is what it's like this when the big weenie starts to have a meltdown you know when 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 Al Michaels snuck out on the seventeenth and screamed, yes! I knew it was over. It's it, it's over. You know, I always sit on a sandwich while I drive. That way, it's nice and warm by the time I pull up to the next diner. Heck. <laughs> All right, parting shots. You know how much I love the uh, thirty four thirty documentaries on uh, ESPN. There's one coming up. Uh, when's this thing dropping? I think it's Thursday. All right, Thursday. The two Bills featuring uh, Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. And the thing that makes this noteworthy and, of course, must-see TV is the fact that they're going to be in a room together conducting a joint interview. People would say, what's the big deal? You just get two guys together in the offseason or drag Parcells from the buffet line or from the golf course, and you let them have an opportunity just to sit there and talk about football. Well, supposedly... Uh, the producer talks about it took literally two and a half to three years to make this happen. Why was that? Uh, it sounded like Parcells just kept putting it off. Mm. Uh, Parcells would call, say, hey, I'm at the horse 
track, uh, how about tomorrow? And then Belichick would come back and say, well, he's got practice, even though it'd be in the off season. <laughs> Uh, friend, free, free enemies. Is that the way you put frenemies? Frenemies. That's the way they described it. And then, as this uh, conversation, this dialogue between these took place, uh, the producer, this was his quote, says there was a feeling in the room and an unspoken knowledge that we were witnessing something that would never happen again. A moment in history being recorded, an official record of something so many people are interested about. <laughs> Dude. Talk about playing Give that up. Right. I need yeah. Morgan Freeman reading that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one old coach and one uh, current coach are sitting down to have a, a discussion about the relationships and their relationship and what both have gained from each other. Mm. All right, Aaron. My part in shot is more of a question. So I'm kind of surprised to see all these texts that do not have Brady in their Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Sleeping on Brady. I don't know if that's just because they don't like him or what. Sleeping with Brady. Sleeping on oh, Brady. Okay. Right. God. What are we? Is this, is this uh, yeah. Boston? Yeah. Are we in Boston? <laughs> do, do you need to be suspended? Yeah. Um, so that that has made me think back to, to – to how I used to view Brady before everyone, most people came on board with him being the greatest of all time. I was always a Manning guy. I was always a Manning guy. So I was going to ask you, let's go back, what, six years ago? Did, would you have said Manning or Brady? Yeah, Manning. Manning, but The too? thing is, because then your your feelings for the guy, be careful here, uh, just <laughs> <laughs> he's more likable. I mean, that's the bottom line. You look at Manning and – I mean, we're not six five, and of course have the talents that he does. But he just—he's—he's he's more of the common man. If you want to compare him to Tom Brady, I feel like, in a lot of ways, Manning would take. And I know Marvin Harrison was great, and Reggie Wayne was great, yeah. but you know, it seemed like they would shuffle in some new guys, and he would take those guys and yeah. and be just as good. And Brady did that later on in his yeah. career. Gus made a great point, just what Brady has had through yeah, his career. Yeah. I mean, literally, Randy Moss. Wes Welker, you can say he was a product of the system, of the right. numbers that he put up. And now you got Gronk, of course. Well, I say six years. I feel like six years is 2007. Uh, but, like, if you go back to around that time, that's when he had both Moss and, and, and Welker. And that's why I used to just see it and be like, you know, I, I see, you know, Brady. I mean, Manny doing more with what he's got. And. It, the conversation just changed. He just kept winning championships. It didn't matter who, who he got in as a receiver. He always made it work. You know, Gronk goes down with an injury. No worries. We make it work. The Aaron Hernandez thing happens. No worries. We'll, we'll overcome. So I just think Brady, you know, has earned the right to be called the GOAT. Uh, has more championships than anybody. So, yeah. You were very distraught after yesterday's show. Did we uh, bounce back all right on this Tuesday? This was much better. Uh, yesterday was bad. Uh, we, we had, like, everything fell as technology. Oh. Wise, and so you know we were we were counting on some audio clips, and that didn't work out. Well, we'll see if you can do better tomorrow. Coming up uh, tomorrow, we got our doctor's segment, a conversation with uh, Brooks Store, and of course uh, Keith Richard joins us for his weekly visit. We'll continue to dive into the Super Bowl matchup, also. Yeah, thanks for that tremendous feedback on the uh, text line today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Everybody, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.